0: The Power of the Word is brought to you each week by the support of our partners and friends. Last week on Power of the Word. Everything,
1: every law and every prophet hangs on love. Faith hangs on love. That's what it says. You can't use your faith if the love expressions are skewed or not right. So your faith won't work if love is not in place. I'm talking about environments where God works. I'm talking about atmospheres where God works. I'm talking about atmospheres where God manifests. Well, we're gonna use our faith. Well, that's good. But remember this,
0: faith works by love. Life gives us plenty of things we could worry about, but the Bible gives us answers for how to live above the cares of this life. God wants us to live completely free from worry and anxiety. In this series, Carefree Living, Pastor Ed King explains the dangers of worry and how to combat it. He also shares what the Bible says about replacing worrisome thoughts with the promises of God. It is very, very, very important
1: to know what
0: things you can control and what things you
1: can't control and to separate the two.
0: And the things you can control, control. And the things you can't control, trust God. To get this series as a digital download for $13 or on CD for $25, visit us at poweroftheword.com or call us at 800-956-4433. Carefree living is the most responsible thing you can do for your own well-being. Cast your worries and cares on the Lord once and for all and start living a carefree life today.
1: you don't know what they did to me I don't care what they did to you you do not have a right to hold them responsible for things that are in the past you have to I don't want to you have to forgive them I don't want to you have to I don't want to you have to why it's a commandment When you stand praying, forgive if you have ought against any. When you bring your gift to the altar, if you have ought against your brother, leave the gift at the altar, go make it right, and then come and bring it. Well, I'm sowing my seed, I don't get anything. I'm talking about strife, you understand? A walk out of love, on these things, hang all the law and the prophet. You don't get that right, nothing else works. Nothing else works. I said nothing else works. Well, I don't want to do it. I know you don't want to do it. I don't like to do it either. I'm as human as you. But this may shake your apple cart. So was Jesus. Well, he was God. No. He's called the son of man too, you know. He was as human as you, yet without sin. And he forgave for God so loved the world that he forgave he gave his son to forgive humans of which you are one well god may hold it against them well he didn't hold it against you thank god he didn't hold mine against me that's what heaven's all about the fact that i get the gold because he forgave me i wasn't worthy you're not worthy and they're not worthy either it doesn't change anything you still have to forgive i don't want to forgive i know you don't but you still have to it's a commandment you got to i don't like that commandment i know you don't but you got to you don't have any choice you got to forgive everybody well every time you go into a room say i forgive everybody in here well i don't even know who's in here Well, forgive them all anyway you never know who you may run into <laughs> just forgive them all My God, just forgive everybody in the room. I forgive them all. (laughs) Well, I don't even know these people. I know, forgive them. It's easy to forgive the people you don't know. It's the ones you know you have trouble with. Amen. Okay, he said that, that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. Now, Satan will never attack you when it's at your convenience. Your shield of faith may be so, so full of darts, you know, he quenches all the fiery darts of the wicked, you know. Your shield of faith may be so full of darts that you can't hardly hold it up. And then the next thing you know, you're hiding behind that shield of faith, and it's holding. And then all of a sudden you hear, oh, my God, here comes a, a B-40 rocket. <laughs> <laughs> you think the shield of faith will hurry, hold you? It'll hold. You just better not take it down. But he's not going to shoot that rocket at you when you're at your best. Taken captive by him at his convenience, not yours. When that evil day comes and you've done all to stand, stand there for the evil day, that's the one, not the one you created. That's the one he created for you. Pretty good stuff. Yeah. Amen. 1 Timothy 6, verse number 4, He is proud, knowing nothing, but doting about questions and strifes of words. Whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, and surmising? Okay, so we're talking about these things that create an atmosphere in which God cannot work. These are things that are in disharmony, out of the rhythm of God. Envy, strife, railings, surmisings. (laughs) Everybody say surmisings. You know, that's one of those words we read past and we think, I'm not going to take the time to look it up. I hope I understand it, what it is. You want me to give you a clue? Always causing trouble. Another translation, Amplified, says perpetual friction between men. You ever seen the perpe- perpetual friction bringer? We were doing pretty good till they got here. It was a good meeting till they showed up. Uh-huh constant bickering between people that's what it means evil surmising constant bickering i used to work with a group of people that's all we did was bicker we bickered for fun we would bring almanacs to catch each other at mistakes we made oh you said so-and-so won the ball game 14 years ago well i got the almanac i'm gonna find out we, we did it all the time. It was it was really it was really humorous, but it was just it didn't make it. You say yes, I say no. You say tomato, I say tomato. Constant, constant, constant difference. You say one thing, I say another. You ever heard the saying they'd argue with a signpost? You ever heard that? You ever heard that? you ever heard that why do we hear why do we use the phrase because it's true you say this it don't matter what you say they're going to say the opposite it doesn't make any difference but i tell Nora that from time to time it wouldn't make any difference what i said you're going to say the opposite so i just quit saying anything don't look at her don't look at her don't look at her this could be bad don't look at her <laughs> so I just go ahead and say uh what am I supposed to say here just tell me that then we won't have this conflict <laughs> we laugh about it we tease each other with i I'm, I'm I really am kidding about it we 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 have a harmonious home but at times it's funny she sees life through a different set of eyes than I do sometimes. Amen. And we find in John 8, You are your father the devil, and the lusts of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh, he, when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Now, lying is authored in and found in Satan himself. He is the... Some have called Satan, one of the names for him, suggested names for him, is the big lie. He is the lie. That's what he is. So when people lie or make up for the sake of strife, where is the origin of that? Well, I know you. I know what you do. Maybe you don't know at all. Maybe you think you know. Maybe you have half information. Maybe you have incomplete information. Maybe you don't really know what you think you know. But we tell it like we are experts at it. You looked at your government lately? It is the big lie. I mean, the big lie at every level. The big lie. Amen? And Satan's the father of it. I said this some time back, and it really caused some people to really get upset with me because I said they'd be dead and in hell soon enough. And somebody said, well, are you telling them to go to hell? I didn't tell them to go. They can repent. But I'm going to tell you, if they don't repent, they will be dead and in hell soon enough. Now, I don't take that back. That's not my desire. It's not my wishes. I'm just trying to clarify and qualify because some so-called experts said I told them to go to hell. I didn't tell them to go to hell. I told them repent because if they don't, they're going to hell. But that would apply to any idiot that doesn't repent. Now, I may be a little more passionate about that than you want me to be, but it is still nonetheless the truth. So I don't take any of it back. So I'll tell you one thing. That Pastor King, I don't know what's happened to him. He told people to go to hell. I didn't tell anybody to go to hell. I told them to not go. <laughs> but So tell the truth on me or be of your father the devil. If you're going to make one up, I'm just telling you where it comes from. You ain't courageous enough to say it to my face. You've got to say it behind my back. You yellow-bellied, lily-livered. You want me to tell you how I really feel about it? The big yellow. And it ain't highlighter, honey. I'm praying for boldness. Guys, help me out here, Okay. <laughs> Amen. First Corinthians fourteen thirty three, <laughs> and uh, it says, "For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in the t- churches of the saints." And you read this out of the Living Bible, and it, it it fits with what we're talking about. God is not one who likes things to be done disorderly and upset. Upset. Listen, He likes harmony and he finds it in all the other churches so god is a god of harmony i'm talking about atmospheres where god works it is an atmosphere of harmony it's an atmosphere of love it's an atmosphere of unity it's an atmosphere where people are on the same page if you want to have a church that reaches its goals in god people got to be saying the same things people got to be talking the same thing So we harmonize or we play a symphony and we create an atmosphere or an environment for the Holy Spirit to move. God works in an atmosphere of love, harmony, and unity. And Satan wants to do anything he can to destroy your harmony in your home, in your business, in your family, in your church, anywhere. That's what he's up to. Because if he can destroy the harmony, he can destroy the love, and when he destroys the love, there are no manifestations of God because everything that God has promised you hangs on that. Everything. All your answered prayer, all your successful marriage, your children's health, your prosperity, your job, your career, all the things that God's promised you, everything hangs on that. It all hangs on that.
2: Barbara's prayers were answered when her husband Julius came to know Jesus as his Lord and Savior while watching the power of the word broadcast. Sadly, Julius passed away soon after. But Barbara is at peace knowing that he made Jesus his Lord and Savior and that soon they'll be reunited in heaven. Hi, I'm Carly, I'm the producer here at The Power of the Word, and we often hear of individuals coming to know Jesus as their Lord and strengthening their relationship with Him through our broadcast. God is doing incredible things in this ministry, and it is all made possible by our faithful monthly partners. We truly, truly cherish your partnership. I wanna ask you today if you would consider becoming a monthly partner with us. When you partner with a ministry like Power of the Word, the blessing on that ministry comes into your life as well. Becoming a partner is very simple. Just go to poweroftheword.com partner. Call us at 1-800-956-4433 or text GIVE to 865-978-6380. From all of us here at Power of the Word, thank you for your partnership.
1: Amen. Jude 9. Yet Michael, the archangel, I won't, I, won't, I won't go through that. Let's go down to verse 12, Jude 12. It says, these are, your, these are spots in your feast of charity. Now, charity is love. And so when we come together and we have a feast of charity or a feast of love, and that's what we should be doing in a church. We should have events that express the love of God. Well, the Bible says that in the middle of that, the devil's going to bring a spot now, you remember me talking about fly specks? Remember that a week or two back? That's what I'm talking about. It's the fly in the buttermilk. It's the fly in the ointment. Here you've got this thing that, that, that is good and right and wholesome, but Satan wants to throw a spot in it. Now, when I called it fly specks, I said that because Satan is the Lord of flies. Beelzebub, that's what it means. So he wants to put a fly speck in your picnic. You come together, you do something of God, for God, with God, with one another. He wants to put a fly speck. He wants to bring something real unappetizing into your event. And so when you come together and you have a feast of charity, he wants to bring a spot in. Everybody say spot. There's spots in your feast of charity, and they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear. Clouds are they without water, carried about of winds. Trees whose fruit withereth without fruit, twice dead plucked up by the roots. Now, you take that twice dead plucked up by the roots and you analyze that. That's twofold a child of hell. That's what that means right there. So he wants to plant people among you when you come together to do the work of God. And he wants to create discord and strife and factions and that's what he does. And that's his, that's his plan. That's his M.O. And when you understand what his, his M.O. is, you'll do everything you can to avoid him and it at all costs. Because that's when he sidetracks a group of people and he pulls them into the ditch. And these spots come in. And one of the things that Jesus said about the church, he's coming for a church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. He doesn't intend for that to be there it's not going to heaven and you see in verse 9 through 11 what these spots actually are it defines them and uh, they speak evil of things which they know not that's one of the things well i've got inside information no you don't you got made up information you just make it up and call it insider information that constant bickering, just what I said. Are you home today? 2 yes. Peter 2. We find these this whole spot thing elaborated a little bit further. I didn't even intend to put this in the message, but I thought I I, I didn't even put it in there, I added it. Because I felt like God wanted me to. You know, so I'm throwing it in there. He told me to, I'm doing it. 2 Peter 2 13. And shall receive the reward of unrighteousness as they that count it pleasure to ride in daytime spots. They are in blemishes sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you. These are spots. They come in among you. They, they, they sport themselves. Oh, I wish somebody, you know, it's important, but they're spots and blemishes. They always find fault. And you find in verse 15, they forsake the right way. They've gone astray. Uh, Balaam, the son of Bosar, wages of unrighteousness. They do it sometimes for gain, gain of influence, gain of money. Who knows? Amen. So Satan works and wants to create division in a household, on a job, on an athletic team. You take an athletic team, a, a good, a, you, you know, you take a, a highly skilled basketball team or football team. There's something about the core of that team that causes them to emerge, and it is not necessarily the quality of the players as far as their skill set. There's something that begins to happen, and it's a it's a tremendous coach that has the ability to take a team and mold it into a winning combination. But you take one bad apple, he can wreck a team. One showboat, one non-team player one person who's 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 more out for the fame than they are the team you remember Pat Summitt one of the greatest coaches that ever lived she made you remember she'd go through times where she made them take the name off their, their jersey and she said you can get your name back on your jersey when the name on the front's more important than the name on the back mm-hmm. well i got to hurry Nor took all my time. Uh, 2 Corinthians 13, 11. Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be good comfort. Be of one mind. Everybody say one mind. Live in peace, and a God of love and peace shall be with you. Now, in in, uh, New Living, it says live in harmony and peace. Now, the Message Bible says think in harmony and be agreeable. The Bible tells us to live in harmony and be agreeable. agreeable. Amen. 1 Corinthians 1.10 I'm hurrying, I'm trying. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that you all speak the same thing. And so we're to live in harmony. Uh, this is New Living. He said to live in harmony with each other be united in thought and purpose. The message says You must get along with each other, cultivating a life in common. So there's a commonality to what we do. Now I'm going to read you this passage in closing. Somebody said, hallelujah. (laughs) Don't say that too loud. I'm teasing you. But in Psalms 133, I want to read this out of the New Living. This is probably a familiar passage to most of you. But I kind of think it sums up what we're talking about. We're talking about creating an atmosphere of love, unity, harmony, that symphony that God wants to create. That's the atmosphere in which God works. All right? But in Psalms 133, and again, I want to read this out of the New Living. It says, how wonderful and pleasant... It is when brothers live together in harmony. For harmony is as as precious as the anointing oil that was poured over Aaron's head and ran down his beard onto the border of his robe. Harmony is as refreshing as the dew from Mount Hermon that falls on the mountains of Zion. And there, there, The Lord has pronounced his blessing, even life, everlasting. When harmony is present, God pronounces the blessing. I'm talking about atmospheres where God moves. You can't live life at the top of your voice and have God's presence working for you. Rage cannot be the controlling spirit of your life and God manifests himself to you. Bickering, fussing, fighting, warfare are not the environments in which healing comes, blessing comes, prosperity comes, and answered prayer comes. You have to work diligently at creating an environment of peace. The Holy Spirit typified as a dove, which is the symbol globally of peace among men. God wants to bring peace. Now, I know Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace but a sword, but that's talking about the conflict of the gospel. It's not talking about the brothers and sisters. Once we come to Christ, we ought to be committed to peace. We ought to be committed to harmony. We ought to be committed to one another and lay our self-will and our self, I have to have it my way, self outside the door and say for the good of the group, I'm willing to give up certain things. I'm not talking about give up yourself, your doctrines, your identity. I'm talking about give up in favor of moving a group forward. Self-will is not how you get it done. Amen. Scripture tells us clearly that God works in atmospheres and there's many types of atmospheres that make it more conducive to his presence working among us. And one of those is an atmosphere of harmony and unity. We see in the book of Acts chapter one, when they were in one accord and in one place, then suddenly there came that visitation of the Holy Spirit. And so when we come into an atmosphere where we create harmony and unity among us, that's where God works. The Bible tells us that strife and envy bring a confusion, and the scripture says every evil work. So the enemy wants to take away harmony, he wants to take away unity, he wants to destroy that, so he can manifest his purposes among us and so for we as children of god to find the will of god the presence of god among us we have to come into an atmosphere of harmony and unity if you've never met jesus i promise you you do not have harmony in your heart you're internally conflicted you need to come to him today give him your heart give him your life pray this prayer with me say jesus do it say jesus I take you right now as my Lord and my Savior. I give my life to you to serve you today and forever sin and Satan. I don't serve you, I make Jesus the Lord of my life. Now if you prayed that prayer, no you wouldn't pray a prayer like that and not mean it. Let us know here that Power of the Word because we wanna pray with you. We wanna believe God to manifest fully His will in your life. We love you, enjoy being with you. Look forward to our next time together.
0: If your whole life could be summed up in just one verse of the Bible, would you want to know what that verse is? In this stirring message, Dr. Ed King dives into a deep revelation of Philippians 4.13. There's significant meaning found in each and every word, all of which applies to your life and purpose. To receive this message as a downloadable MP3 for $3 or on CD for $7, please visit us at poweroftheword.com or call us at 800-956-4433 discover all that God has for you, the destiny he has in store, and how you can tap into it with this one verse.